everybody, welcome to the High Fashion Toy Podcast, where we talk about everything local. I'm John, I'm your host, John Yamasato, and joining me today, right now, is Mr. Kaoshima Bukuro. How's it? Our, our normal uh, second host, Devin Nakoba, is on his way. He's uh, currently driving, but he jumping on. But because we have him on, I want to bring on Mr. Patrick Landeza. Hello, everybody. Woo-hoo. Good to and, be here. Good to and, be here. Uh, yeah, we're doing a Zoom today because uh, Patrick is in the glorious state of California. I am. I am. And it is hot today. It's a it's a 95 degree day. And so, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty hot. I got my fan going. So yeah, that's part of California are you in? Uh, Bay, San Fran, Bay Area. Yeah. So Hayward area. So, yeah. It's, it, You've been there a long time. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, all my life. Born and raised. Oh, OK. I thought yeah. you were from from Hawaii. <laughs> the brand oh, is good. Yeah. The brand is strong. Ma. The brand is strong. <laughs> The brand is strong. Patrick is like the most Hawaiian guy that never lived in Hawaii that I've ever known. But yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, before we begin, just want to let all our audience know that they can find us on Facebook, Twitter, at High Sessions, Instagram. You can go to Apple iTunes to download the podcast. You can see it uh, on video at YouTube. And if you go to iTunes, please rate us a five, leave a comment. And if you would like to support the show, please uh, become a patron. So we have P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Patron is a way that you can uh, be involved with the show. You can uh, help fund the show. And becoming a patron, we just released uh, Kalei Gamiya and Kori Fujimoto um, videos that will not be released on YouTube. You get access to part of the podcast that's going to be for patrons only. And um, we just had a new patron. So Karen, out there uh, who just came on. Thank you so much for being a Patreon and uh, we appreciate you. Thank you. Nice. I see Devin is in the waiting room. Let me, let me bring him in. All right, so Devin making his, uh, his appearance. All right, it's great, we'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> he will appear at some point, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, wait, hold on. Okay. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. All right. So, Mr. Devin Nicola. Devin, okay. Patrick, Patrick, Devin. How are you, Devin? Tough, Patrick. How's it? Good to see you, my brother. So, so Devin, I've explained to Patrick who you are. So, uh-huh. now I'm going to explain to everybody who Patrick is. So, Patrick Landeza is a Hoku Award winning slack key musician who also makes poke, puka shell <laughs> necklace. Uh, he, he does all kind of, he does concert, the, the, the way I know Patrick is, he's probably the most known concert promoter of Hawaiian music in, on the West Coast. So he's a man. If, you, if you're doing uh, anything from California, down Arizona, Las Vegas, uh, Seattle, Washington, Oregon, it usually has something to do with Patrick. So he's a very good guy to know. Mahalo, and and uh, I have nothing but good things to say about all of the, all the tours we've done and all the hangouts we've done. And um, although there's this one time we were at a hotel in San Diego that I thought I was going to get murdered. Yes. Was, was like, yeah. <laughs> I, to- I asked the lady, I'm like, are there any other rooms? Like if I paid extra, could I get like, is there any kind of upgrades here? And she's like, no, this is, this is a motel. But what? But I don't, I don't blame Patrick. Well, and we'll talk some, about some of that stuff as we as we get into the podcast. But Patrick, are you still teaching too? 
I am. So uh, oh I uh, I just got off two weeks ago. We're on summer break, but I my role is a little different. So you know, I'm always um, checking in at, at school as well too. So I'm, I'm part teacher and then part administrator as well. So um, during this whole COVID thing, I've been nonstop teaching. Yeah. So yeah. It's, so you got you play music, you make poke, you teach. You have like 18 kids. So you are now- 19, 19, 19. You do the, the Hawaiian music tour. So you are obviously the most busiest band in Hawaii. Well, I, I, you know, I, you know, you guys like we all busy, right? When, when, when you look at it, we're all, we all busy, but I think it was the best um, thing that uh, my mentors and our mentor, uh, the late great Dennis Kamakai in Surapa Hinui and, and how they would say is this, music is music. But after the gig, what's going to happen? Well, they're going to buy merch. So you have to diversify. You have to be creative. You have to keep reinventing. And Uncle Dennis Kamakahi was great at that, at reinventing um, himself with his outfits, his music, and with his compositions. This is nothing but looking at, at these wonderful role models and taking um, their example and, and actually... Um, making it work for us uh, today. So that's, and that's all that is. Um, the bottom line is what? I'm a slack key artist. Right. My mother, my mother is from Molokai, Fo'olehua. My father is from Kohuku. And that's the bottom line. Everything else I do, right? I have, I, we, we do because out of, out of Aloha and we do, uh, I do because I have a family to support. So, you know, and, and just, just by chance, yeah, everybody everybody wins right, because right, right. they get to see the music yeah. right and so the last time we were on tour was for um for uncle dennis and but i remember we do these gigs and before the show we're all hanging out in the back room everybody but patrick and i thought hey, where's patrick you know we go in the kitchen he's cutting up fish making poke for, to put put in these plastic containers and sell at the gigs right so you oh, turn wow. that now into a business well yeah i mean you know uh it's uh you know, I'm from the Bay, right? So it's all about side hustles, right? You know, right, and, right. and I'm from the lightweight hood, not the, not the straight, straight hood, but lightweight. Man. And, you know, it was, it's always about that hustle. And let me tell you something. Uh, the, the boys at Aloha Seafood here, and they're the distributors to the distributors, and they're, uh, they're, they're from Hawaii. They were having problems. So they decided to go to a home delivery model. So I'm like, oh. whoa. Whoa, 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 home delivery. I don't have to go to my distributor. I don't have to go to. So I go, well, let me get some fish for my own self. Okay. Second week of COVID, I ordered slab of fish. It was Ono. I ordered a second slab the, the following uh, day. Then I ordered a third slab the next week. Bob, my bill was like 600 bucks. <laughs> so I figured it out. I put on Facebook, hey, does anybody need poke? I'll deliver to you. And that was it. I mean, um, I'm averaging 120 a week. Wow. Pounds. Yeah. And so I was driving in three different areas. Now I get three drivers. Mm. This happened. Um, this happened all within what? Two and a half months. Two months yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's no joke. So, uh, you know, I'm, so, you know, I'm, I'm blessed. But once again, that's Uncle Dennis and Uncle Cyril in action. You know, you can't, you can't stay stagnant. 
and then with our, our fellow musicians, right? I mean, how can we support them as well too? I mean, you know, um, they're always constantly on my mind too. So yeah, so that's how that Pokey Hustle happened and happening. I got, you know, and it's tomorrow is my birthday, so I'm taking the day off. But yeah. either than that, you know, I even had a birthday special. <laughs> so what is your um, special Pokey that you make that you're famous for? Now, you know what? I, this is okay. So you got to understand, yeah, and you guys know, You've been mainland, right? Everybody. When you go mainland, all they have is poke bowl. To me, that's poke salad. To me. Okay. Now, we all know, you know, Tanioka's, um, you know, fresh catch, poke. Even better, farmer's market back in the day. Bah. Hailey's, you know. Bob's is my favorite. Back in the day, poke by the pound. So what, what I'm, what I think, what I'm known for is the poke by the pound. And somebody, Hawaiian told me last week, he goes, you know what? We can get poke now, but with your poke, you get the hand, you get the hand. And you know, it, so that's, that's what it's about. That's, that just is like surpasses everything. So, you know, I don't want to be fancy. I want down home poke that I can eat with rice, period. And that's, that's, so that's a good question. And, um, you know, and that's what that is. Down home poke. So yeah, you're not making any poke boy with rice. You're just setting it nope, up. Nope. Nah. And then make their own rice at home. Yep. Well, I delivering, I, I, like today we had 15 deliveries. Uh-huh. Okay. The minimum is uh, you got to buy 20 pounds and it's, you got to buy uh, two pounds. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. That's a couple of days, man. You got to buy two pounds. And and it's twenty dollars a pound delivered, period. Okay, okay. So so you guys though people ordering like not even just two, they're ordering three, they're ordering four, and then every week I I get specials. You know that's that Uncle Dennis thinking. You know you gotta keep keep going, keep figuring it out. So you know so all these all these to me, and I'll return back. You know Uncle Dennis always said you know continue to write. And when you're writing songs and you do all these things, um, you continue to write about your time. So, he, of course, we know that he is Hawaii's, one of Hawaii's most prolific songwriters. So, by my actions, I'm currently writing my time mm. so that I can remember. Because now people will go, wow, what you did in COVID? And then everyone's going to laugh. They go, Patrick started a poke business. He supported his family. He supported other families that were struggling, raw, and that's that's the that is the song, that is the story uh, that folks will 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 hear, see, and listen. Yeah. So, is your long term plan to continue this business? I don't know. I mean, I got an awesome day job. You know, I mean, I I'm I'm a teacher. This is my twenty fifth year in education. Uh, I I I hide things a lot. People don't know. A lot of people that know that I'm a musician don't really think I'm a teacher. And the people at school have no idea what capacity of a musician, you know, what I do. So, you know, there's always been that notion of, oh, Patrick, because I cook, right? Oh, you should get a get a restaurant or start a legit catering business. You know, we, we Hawaiian, right? I mean, we just go, right? And he needs help. Oh, yeah. Graduation party. We're there. You know, boom, boom, boom. Um, but... The taco truck, have, you know, it's the food trucks come up, et cetera, et cetera. But again, timing, time. I have five kids, and you know, I it's 
restaurants are no joke. Food business is no joke. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't want to take that away from many of them, but you know, so it's, it's, it's could be, you know, it could be, but uh, we'll just have to see, but it's, it's nuts. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's nuts. You guys Poke Poke is nuts. We, and you know, you gotta, you can't just look at one market, right? Yeah. Filipinos love Poke. <laughs> Everybody so, loves Poke. All right. I was making Aloha Everywhere t-shirts with the Filipino flag. So I'm like, let's go, you know, <laughs> you know, so, and, uh, you know, me, Filipino Hawaiian, um, and that's, that's the way I can bring my culture, uh, my own food. And then also, uh, you know, how my, my Aloha, I, I call it a Kababayan Aloha, right? You know, how, how I can see that and, and spread my message uh, to, um, to everybody. In um, San Francisco, is there a lot of competition with the pokey business there? Because yeah. I know it exploded all over, you know, California and stuff. But I'm just wondering if- so, I was going to say, um, I have a loaded question. And my question is, what do you think about all that shitty poke places that they have on the mainland? That <laughs> it's not even freaking poke, but they call it that. It's not really a question. It's more of an editorial. <laughs> so, so, so um, I don't. I go to one. I go to one poke place, and and it is a poke bowl per se. But other than that, I go nowhere else. And I don't even eat. This is before this. So, like at work, they would go get poke from a, a place. Okay, I'm against I'm against those places. I'm against uh, uh, things that um, that take away from the the actual you know the root of the of the cause of the core. Um, I'm against these things where um, Alohana, when they mix Hawaiian restaurants with uh, Aloha and Ohana, you know, so so these things. So it all returns back to what do I think of you know these folks, the fish, the poke. Well. Yeah, Daima doesn't here. Daima doesn't. So that's why, um, you know, what I offer is, is just goodness. This is stuff, this stuff I'd eat, man. I, I close my eyes. I'm like, I'm eating this. I wish I had fried chicken and a musubi right now. You know, I mean, honestly, right? So nah, and then getting back to your question about competition, I, it really, I, I don't even care because, because, um, for all my life, I've been taught about brand. And, and all I think about is, they're not buying the damn poke because of the poke. John, you know that, right? They're buying it because Patrick Landezo's hand touched They're buying it, that, that's, that's the, it's, and so it's, it's that. But, but it's the Bay Area, you know? Um, and, and that's why, because I laugh. I mean, I'll post it on Facebook, and then bam, Chagall. You know, and that's it. So. Um, in, in, in that regards, I had an advantage. So there was no competition because I knew my market. Yeah. So it's authentically yeah. made and yeah. everything. I, I guess the rule of thumb is when you're in the mainland traveling around and you see somebody spelling poke P-O-K-I, don't eat there. Right. <laughs> well, you know, or with the, you know, with the little slash, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, it's just irritating, but yeah. no, it, it's. You know, for me, it's just, uh, it's my connection. It's, it's my, the whole pokey thing is, it's irony, you guys. My mom is in a retirement home and I haven't been able to see her for three months. Mm. But I swear every other day, I make my mom, all she likes is poke. I make her poke poi and I take it to her and we sing together. So the irony is this, in my own life, 
I haven't made as much poke as today. And, and to this day, my mother cannot eat fish because I cannot go visit her. So, mm -hmm. so, you know, but, but these are all little things that help me get through what, what's happening. We all have our own, you know, our, 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 our ways to get through this. This is no joke. I mean, look at us. It's crazy over here, guys. And then I got to do it. I'm delivering and then I got to do it riots. Cause yeah. I'm delivering and there was a protest and I had to get to Alameda and I got to get through the tunnel. And I'm telling you, it was nuts. It was nuts. And then everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, I got to deliver this fish. You know, I mean, when they ask me, what did you do? You know, 20 years from now, my students or my, when they ask me, what did you do during that time? Boy, I got a story for you. <laughs> Yeah, not only do you have to deal with the riots, you got the uh, homeless encampments and uh, all kinds of stuff. Tra is there traffic now? Is it coming back or is it? Uh, the, yeah, the, the traffic is actually coming back now. But okay. you guys, boy, one month ago was, was, it was nice, cherry. Right? Holy yeah. macabre. Was cherry. Was <laughs> amazing. Um, and I, I was pumping out those deliveries. I mean, I never deliver. I never deliver in my life, you guys, ever. <laughs> By the first week, I swear. Second week, professional. Third week, I can do my route in two in two hours. I can crack out thirty in two hours. And we talking about different sections of Northern California of of the you know of the Bay. So, but you know, again, you know, it's it's making soup out of bones. You know, soup out of stones. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You just gotta do some. So okay, uh, let's go back. Let's go back in time a little bit. So, um, what got you so interested in, in Hawaiian music? Is it just your family? Like, well, I mean, you, you, you know, I mean, born and raised on the island of Berkeley. You know, nonstop, straight. You know, North Berkeley. Um, but my mother is from Ho'olihua, and she moved here in the '60s, um, and it was difficult for her to to come here. Uh, because of it was just so much of a culture shock but second is that she did not want to stay on molokai nor did she ever want to return because of the hard life she lived so you have to put it in perspective you guys have been molokai before imagine back in the 50s yeah. when there's nothing and my mother was raised on a farm she was hanaid by her uncle and so you know do the math but went to school with Kawai kakit uniki with melvin lead um and you know would would tell me stories of sonny chillingworth coming over to the house and his family um along with um uncle white purdy and so these stories as i was growing up my mother would always share with me what to do in certain situations you know she would share with me what limu goes with fish and and what to do when night marchers come and when you're in the fourth grade i mean what the hell are you going how is that even relevant right when you're in berkeley <laughs> but you put these things in perspective and on top of that my mother would sing to me so so by the time i got to high school i was already getting model with with everything right and i needed to release that energy and that's when i i saw a guy live he was homeless he played a wedding he had bushy hair and a tie-dye batman t-shirt he changed my life just by seeing him play live and that guy's name was Willie K. Oh. And I was I was in high I was in high school and and that's when I saw him. Um, then I began to listen to the music of of uh, Gabby 
And then Raymond Kane, who I, I always prayed one day I would meet. And of course, I was raised on the Sons of Hawaii of Dennis Kamakahi. I was raised on their music as a child. Um, all the Hawaiians would, would party, and especially my father, he would be in the middle, and my mom would be dancing, and it's all the music of the sons. And so, so I think that um, these types of things, I, I feel, you know, you want to put, I was called to be providential. Um, did I ever in my life imagine that I would be doing multifaceted things that's, you know, encompass not just Hawaiian music, but everything about the industry? No. Um, did you think, you know, Poké would pay the bills? No. But you have to understand all this stuff, yeah? It's always based on my parents, my mother, and Hawaiian music, period. People that know me know me. You know, you know. You don't know, I'm not going to go up and tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the story, you know the stuff, and you, you know, I mean, you guys, it's not easy. You know, both of you, you know, it, it's not easy. You started from the bottom. And you learn the most, the most difficult part was I am not from Hawaii. So imagine all the crap I would get. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, katong, you know, you haole, you sound like a haole, you do this. I mean, that's like, that's some crazy stuff. And those same people in college that would tease me. Now they're like, oh, you got to play my baby luau. Oh, you got to play my, my restaurant because, um, you know, there's nobody like you, you know, and so what do you, you know, you, you put it in perspective um, and, and now that they're educated and I'm educated, you move forward, you know, and you just keep going. And then how did you meet uh, Dennis and the uncles and all that stuff? Was it part of uh, like, so Milton Lau is a, um, you know, concert promoter that does uh, the Slack Key Festival every year. And I know you've been involved with that over the years. Is that how you kind of got into that? Or was it just, you just started promoting stuff and then just got involved with them? You know, there's, I mean, there's stories upon stories because I'm a slacky player, so I'm a storyteller. <laughs> but um, it was through Saichi Kawahara here in the Bay, who was producing a gazillion shows. Yeah, a yeah. gazillion. Saichi, yeah. Yeah, so it was his model. His model was take them out to eat, produce them, let them sleep your house, and then make sure they go home. Hey, what a great formula. That, that's a great formula, you guys. So yeah. that and George Winston. If it weren't for George oh, okay, Winston. Okay. So Dancing Cat Records in the 90s released a bunch of slack key albums. George Winston, the very uh, the, the, the well-known piano player, um, was recording albums to archive slack key artists. Archive, not to release, to archive. And then decided to release eventually. And so that's, um, I was the kid in the studio. So um, they would record in Hawaii and in San Francisco. So Winston would allow, and the engineer would allow me to come and just watch all of them record. And then I would uh, help and get coffee and get uh, food or whatever they need, especially I can maneuver through San Francisco because it was in the mission. Um, and so, but, but here's another, I, I have to preface that I was in Hawaii often in college because I had the, um, the pass, the ATA, uh, Pass. You pay $1,000 and you go back and forth. The air pass. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know they had something like that. Yeah. So that's that's how I was able to. Um, and so, you know, I just stay at my family's house. On on Friday, I would have my, uh, after the parties uh, in college, I'd have my friends drop me off at the airport at 3 in the morning. And I go, just leave me here. I'll take the 7 o'clock flight, arrive uh, Honolulu at around 11, 
My uncle will be there to pick me up. We go eat. And then I hang out with all the Slack key guys. And then I return back home on Sunday and I do all my homework on the airplane. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's a, it's, but, you know, you guys, it, this is the way I think, though. This is how my brain, you know, is like you're trying to utilize every single moment and, and, and minute. But the story is uh, the story is really real. It's pretty interesting. Uh, but um, but yeah. Well, you're, you're another example. We had a, a Skylar Kamaka in here a, a while ago, and she's uh, someone that I point to often about, you know, you get a, I get a lot of, well, in, in my day job business, I get a lot of, um, well, I don't have time for this, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. And I like to think of examples of people who have a passion for something. And if you, you have a passion for something and you want to figure it out, you want to get there, you will figure it out and you will make the time because uh, how many of those weekends um, did you, that you flew back that you watched uh, six hours of TV on the couch? <laughs> None, I'm Never. assuming, right? So you take those times that normally you're relaxing or, or me time and stuff like that. If you can turn that into time to follow your passion and learn some skill, then, uh, you know, 25 years later, you've uh, played with the greats in, in the genre of music that you wanted to, and you're making poke runs. Yeah, I mean, and then like, yeah. you know, Kyle with, with High Life, I mean, that's a, that's a strong brand. Um, uh, and, you know, the things that you, that you do. And I decided to come out with a t-shirt line uh, because, because it's the thing to do, but I didn't want mine... Uh, mine is it's called Aloha Everywhere, and that's and you know I don't even I, I'm not even a designer, but I was with Herbert on tour one time. I forgot where it was. I think it was in Arizona. It was in Arizona. Okay. Me and Herb was in Arizona. Okay, I swear you guys. And so we check in. We're tired. Like okay, we gotta go check in. We gotta head over there at two o'clock. What you gonna do? So like, I'm going to sleep. What you gonna do? I don't know. I'm gonna go on my computer. We we'll go to a hotel. Boom, 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 Facebook, boom, boom, boom. We get out. 1.30. We get in the car. You know her, right? Hey. <laughs> you wouldn't start a t-shirt company. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? Two hours. <laughs> I sold five shirts already. <laughs> I didn't even have, I didn't even have the design. <laughs> well, goes, a t-shirt without the design. Um, uh, I just said, hey, um, what if I came out with a t-shirt with Aloha Everywhere logo? And uh, I, I must have said something ingenious to, to get them. <laughs> yeah. And, and no, because no, I'm a wordsmith. So normally I can just do a blurb that says, look, you know, this is, this is, you know, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not BSing you, but I, you know, I'll, I'll come up with something. Sold five shirts. And of course, Herbert will go, you know, he goes, well, already then. So. <laughs> that, that's a good. So, yeah, but but with, with the brand and with the shirt and high life has been along a uh, for a while too. And I always would see John uh, looking at that. And I think that, I think they even copy you at the swap meet now, you know? They so. Do. Yeah, so I mean, hey, that's the ultimate success for me because you, you see my CD at the swap meet. I made it. So, but you know, because <laughs> I'm from mainland. But um, you know, that's 
in those those types of things where I I know branding and I learned, but you know in different different markets I'm not a designer. I have to ship out my designs, so I just make it one straight design. Aloha everywhere, and I can I can I can back that up 100 because that's who I am, mm-hmm. and and that's you know so so these types of things. So yeah, there's never a complacent moment though, John. It's just um, my wife is always a little scared. Um, but I have a wonderful team. I delegate. Yeah, well, with so, five kids, yeah, there is no yeah. place. And now, you know, the older ones, I've been teaching them how to make jewelry so that they can help daddy on the assembly line. I bought them tools, bro. Shoot, you know, and so that that's how. And the whole jewelry thing is nuts. My wife asked me the other week if I was gay. She <laughs> goes, are you Mahu? I go, what? Why you ask me that? Because you make jewelry, you know, you sure you're not mom? I go, I just like making jewelries for the ladies. I'm an OG, you know, <laughs> but I watch all of my yeah. mom friends yeah. and when when they go online, I watch them. <laughs> and that's, that's, and the next thing you know, I'm selling jewelry and we yeah. work in it. I'm, I'm like, I'm working at jewelries. Patrick, where do, you, where, do you, where do you get your shells from? Because you do jewel, you do shell stuff, right? So I do an e-house stuff. Yeah. So I took a class. I took a class from um, the master Kai Hyde, who's amazing, and he has a, a wonderful source for an e-house shells. Uh, and so um, I, I I toured him like a musician, oh, okay. and he did workshops. He slept my house. That <laughs> him we went casino. And now, and now, you know, it's, it's not just music, right? It's, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I had authors as well too. Um, but yeah, w- but that's where I get the source of shells, but I make wood stuff. I make pearl thingies. So yeah, I, yeah, I used to sneak out at night, um, tell my wife I'd go Walmart, but I was really going to uh, glorious beads where the ladies beat at night on Thursdays from seven to nine. <laughs> Circle sneak out, right? They all talk about their husbands. Oh my god, my husband just coughs too much. And the other one goes, Oh, my husband is cheating on me. And they go, How come they can't be like you, Patrick? So I'm beating with them and I just watching them because that's how I was like, Oh yeah, how did how did you do that? And so that's how I learned. I get them all, you know, so that's how Patrick, your your wife is from the Bay Area or Yeah, she's Filipino. Okay. Yeah, she's from the Bay. So did she learn how to make all these Hawaiian foods that you make? I mean, are your kids as- You don't cook. She barely boils water. <laughs> oh, so she knows my wife then. Um, <laughs> I am always hungry. I, I have, I have a, uh, oh, she does way other things besides, I mean, she's amazing. But listen, you guys, I door dash so much because sometimes, I don't know about you guys. Well, my mom, man, you come home and you smell food. Whew. You all know, right? I mean, that's to me, that's the best. I, I cannot come home to a house that smells like food. And the only time that happens is when I go to a party. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, to me, that means a lot to me. I'm like, oh, I'm cooking. Yeah, yeah, it's, nah, man, I'm, I cook, I'm cooking all the time, all the time. So I'm the only one that cooks. My father was, a, he cooked. He's from Goku, he's Filipino. I mean, that's, what else is there to do besides box and do chicken, so have kids so yeah you have five what are the ages 
Um, uh -oh. 16, 15, 9, 7, 4. Ooh. Jesus. Wow, bro. Yeah. yeah. She won't even let me have a dog, so it's fine. No need. <laughs> no need. Yeah, so, you know, a little a little crazy, but um, but yeah. Yeah, wow. you're doing, you're doing math. Well, no, I just I'm I'm thinking about the 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 having them in those kind of bunches. I I know a couple. I have a couple other friends who do that too. Like they have these sixteen, they have these teenagers, and then they have these, you know, seven, eight. And I'm thinking, oh, it, like if it's even planned that way, because you're thinking, okay, I got to get these two self-sufficient, and then we can get two more. Okay, and then we get those two along, and then we get one more. You know what I mean? Like, okay, oh. you ready? You ready? Yeah, ready. The birthdays are all January, February, March, April. Did you plan that? Nobody tour in the summers. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said, right? Yeah. Enough said. Oh, well, yeah. I was gonna, but I was going to say, is, uh, is uh, the four-year-old good uh, birth control for the 16-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> oh you're good you're you good yes year old for a while and be like here you the 16 year old takes care of the little that's one right that's right absolutely right. and then, you know i have four boys and one girl so the second oh. to last the second to last is a girl i see so we thought for sure the last one was going to be a girl that's what we were shooting for we'd be cool if we had two girls but yeah we the last one the last one really though the boy no but it, you oh, power ready. Okay. Hey, no more, man. That's it. <laughs> no more power ready. <laughs> are they are they showing the same friendship for music and stuff? You know, times are different, right? Mm. And it's it's a little bit different. Um, one plays instruments nonstop. Actually, they all play instruments. So, um, one learned how to. One is just crazy. He he plays clarinet. Then during COVID, he wanted to learn sax, and then he did, and then he wanted to learn bass during COVID. So, so he, I caught him listening to my CDs, and he follows me. And he and so tomorrow night, I'm going to um, I'm going to give it a test, and uh, I'll, I'm going to uh, go live with my son for the first time. All right. So yeah. So so he's yeah he's been doing he's been doing a really good job. So yeah, real. I'm I'm amazed, you guys. I trip out. They, yeah, they play music behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's, actually, that's actually you know that's actually common when you talk to uh, like David Kamakahi and even Herb. You know they kind of tried to do their thing first before they approached their dad because they didn't want to. I don't want to say disappoint, but you know they kind of wanted to have their feet settled a little bit before they go and talk to their their dad. About yeah, it. I mean, you know, it's it's a little crazy. So, yeah, I just got to be careful. I mean, I don't want to force them, right? But I do need a band. I'm tired of paying for bass players. So. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? I like to be like Gary Hilliamal, right, or Kapena guys. I'm like, you know, that's like awesome. Get the whole band. Hey, yeah. my delivery driver is here, so I'll be right back. Yeah, okay. I mean, you, you should talk to the, he just finished delivering the poke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, I have like a million Patrick stories just because uh, most of the tours that we've done was, was with him, but I just find him so interesting just because of all the things he does. Like the guy never stops. 
He's just like a machine, you know? Is he not, does he sleep? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he sleeps. Oh. I, I'm, I'm actually sleeping right now. <laughs> you get yeah, what, four, four hours a day or four hours a night? Come? I sleep during the days. I nap. So, um, uh, and then um, I find myself waking up at around four cutting fish. And then uh, I think it's therapeutic. I, I watch a lot of American Pickers, the TV show. Oh, yeah. Because um, I like people, they, I like, to me, that reminds me of being back on the road. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I miss the road. I miss, I miss Herb, I miss John. I miss, I miss my crew. That's my crew. But what do you do? That, that's like, that's the part that completes me, man. That's my balance of how I'm able to go back to work and be in the classroom. And the classroom completes me because I'm in concert every single day. So what do you do? You keep reinventing. You know, and that's 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 how. And that, like I said, poke. It, the, right now, it's it's poke. But what is it going to be next month? You know what I mean? Uh, who would have known I was making juries? It's my nephew. Come here. How was how was the uh, how was how was the deliveries? Good, was it, good, easy. Was it easy? Okay, wait. I gotta pay you. Okay, good. That's yeah. Well, that's gonna. That was gonna lead. Leave me okay, July 1st. Yeah, you can shut it. Poke driver gone. Love you. Thank you. See, and, and he's able to make some some spare cash. That's that's how. That's Aloha everywhere. That's how. Hey Patrick, so so you tell me this because this is just a I don't know a hypothesis or just a thought that I have. People that are either transplants or get into the Hawaiian culture on the mainland, they take it very seriously. In my opinion, like if, if you if you are a fan, like when I when we tour mainland and stuff. Um, now I'm not talking about the locals here that that live live it every day, you know. But there, you know, there's a big population here, and, and you know, me growing up, it's not like it's, until I was playing Hawaiian music, like I didn't think too much about Hawaiiana or the different islands or the stories or all that kind of stuff. But man, when you run into people from the mainland that have a interest in Hawaii they're they're serious and they're passionate right yeah because it's not their culture yeah and so they 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 um they're like sponges and they 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 adopt the culture cre create it and make it their own at times but they want to respect it so they're serious because they're studied mm -hmm. that's why because it's studied a lot of times so you know, John, our market is different. Um, uh, I remember you when you were young at USF. I was the MC for your for your show, and that market right there were just kids. That was an amazing market, and they were only just getting to the cusp. Non Hawaiians, non Hawaii people were just were just almost there. Okay, before that, you guys was nothing but backyard. Hawaiian community, hello, period. Nothing else. There's nothing. What you have over there is what there was here. But now, because Hawaiian music is universal, and, and um, people that aren't a part of the culture who have made it a part of, of their, uh, or not, a, um, let me rephrase that, people that, that are not a part of the heritage, but have made it their culture, they're the ones that elevate 
and help elevate the music. So yeah, they don't want to disrespect the music. Right. People like me um, allowed them to um, allowed them to to put a face. Yeah, come on now, Cyril Pahinui, come on. How in the world are you gonna sit down and have a drink with Cyril Pahinui and just relax after a show, or Dennis Kamakahi at a damn Borders? Come on, come on, it's impossible. So, so by allowing them to be themselves and making sure that, and me protecting them, because you know there was a lot of protecting going on. I took a lot. I took a lot of crap from a lot of people, but but I had a vision. I mean, you see the ukulele friends and you see theirs and I, I just look at them and I'm like, man, I remember when the ukulele friends weren't even friends. <laughs> you know, when, when you look at the, all of them and now they're, they're, they're thriving and they're doing amazing, you know, and I, I look at their, their uh, podcast and I'm like, I'm so proud of them because as individuals, they're amazing, but as, as a group, they're even more powerful where they can make, make a message. And so, um, so that's that's where that that fan base came from. It's people like you know, like you guys, like Herbert, you know, like um, all the Slacky guys, because nobody knew what Hawaiian Slacky always won that Grammy back then because that's all they knew Hawaiian Slacky. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's all. But but it was because now um, they are um, well versed and learned, and um, it's very much more accessible now. You know, like I said, people that know know. John, you know. You know, and he, and people trip out on me. It's like, why aren't you on? Why aren't you playing? Why aren't you? Why? I'm gonna sell poke. I don't need to play. I'm gonna go sell poke. You know. Well, uh, I don't I'm know. Good. In a way, you should play because I want to play. There's not a lot of slacky going on out there right now. I'm. I can make. I can make some. I can hustle poke. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, it, but of course, playing. You know, I have a brand new album. I, the, 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 I mean, how's this? People will always say, you're the only guy I know don't tour, but get nominated for the Hoku's every year. Okay, but, but with this Hoku album with my cousin, um, Kaka Wheela, uh, the, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a nice slack key album. But the one that's coming out after that, that I've been sitting on for three years, that's, that's the album. So, and that's the one that um, Kupa Oop had produced. So we, I was supposed to release it in April, but oh, COVID, yeah. all my gigs was canceled, but good thing, yeah? So I never released, I just held it. Right. Because otherwise I'd be, yeah, bro, I'd be playing right now. <laughs> do, do, you think, uh, do you think the venues are gonna come back once, uh, if we can start? So my venue, my venue will come back, especially, and definitely, I mean, I'm, you well, know, what we've I'm talking already... about is, you know, we used to play all these theaters and stuff. And, um, yeah, are they, I, I don't know if, if that's going to, if we can go back to that. It's going to be a while. Yeah. It's going to be a while. Uh, they have to, uh, you know, because look, performing art centers, right? You guys, they booked three years in advance. Hmm. Look, all of those folks that had those tours yeah. that depend on that money, that is done. That's done. And those are big money tours. That's done. So, you know, this is not, it, it, it they're just going to have to, um, they're just going to have to reconfigure and just figure it out. You know, I'm anxious to get back because my thing was always, this, um, my thing, I, my thing is called House of Hawaiian Music. It was always just a house concert on steroids. So I'm good. But look, 
I mean, I'm not equipped to, to do, you know, a 500, 600 seat venue. Guys, it's over. I mean, for now, we lose money, you know? Well, hey, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Well, Patrick, I just, I wanted to harken back to something uh, you mentioned about your mom mm -hmm. uh, that, I, that I found very interesting because your parents settled in the Bay Area, correct? Where They, they met here. They met here. but They, they met in Berkeley. Yep. They, they settled and said, okay, we're going to stay in Berkeley. How... It's interesting because you mentioned that your mom was like, I got to get out of Molokai. I got to get out of here. Or, Correct. Or Molokai. If you're from Molokai, you call it Molokai. But she said she needed to get out of Molokai and not go back. Correct. But it's interesting that she, that link that she has, I mean, that she unikied under uh, Melvin. No, she, uh, she unikied with Melvin under oh, Leilani Castro. Oh, I'm sorry. And then, yeah. but then unikied and then took that with her and and gave that gift to you is very interesting because to to say you want to get out of Hawaii, but then you end up moving to the Bay Area and still planting this seed that grows this yeah. tree. You know what I mean? So I just find that fascinating. And I was just curious, like, is, is that some, like, did your mom switch when she had you? She said, no, 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 no. Son, you need to learn this. Like the, the music, the, the, all of that, that she needed to, to give that to you as a gift right. somehow. So I returned back to Molokai when I was able to. Um, and one of the the first times I was able to talk to people that knew my mother. So I don't know if you folks know who Waipa Purdy is, Uncle Waipa Purdy. So Uncle Waipa is like the mayor, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so far. But it was his mother, Auntie who was still living. And my mother had considered her almost a mother figure. And I had asked Auntie, um, who was suffering from dementia. And I said, Auntie, uh, do you remember my mother? And then Uncle Wapa had said, Mom, this is Francine's son. And the first thing that came out of her mouth was, Francine? Francine? That poor girl. That poor girl. Her parents were so strict. I miss that girl. Tell her to come back so we can talk about the old times. And... She said that over, you know, with folks with dementia, yeah, over. Francine, whatever happened to the end over again? And I have it on, on, um, on film and on um, tape. So my mother had a hard life. That's what it was. She was raised, so she was hanaid by her uncle and uncle and aunt because they couldn't have children. So although it was in the same family, yeah, it's my, my, my real grandfather's brother. Um, the rest were all raised Chinese. So Chinese, Irish, Hawaiian. Um, and my mother was raised on Molokai, away from her sisters, but was raised Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. So had to, Ololo Hawaii, every night, the Bible was surrounded by all these musicians. Um, took hula from Kumu Leilani Castro, you know, and knew all this. And when before Kawhi Cockett had passed, he had told me, he said, your mother, your mother, we thought for sure would be an opera singer, for sure. But it was because her principal had told her after she was accepted to Oberlin School of Music, her principal told her you would be better off going to secretary school in Berkeley. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so in many ways, I, I live that dream. I am, I am, so, you know, you hit it. 
I lived that dream uh, of, of, of my mother. My mother struggled all her life. We grew up poor. I mean, we, we, we still grew up. We, all seven of us lived in a two-bedroom apartment all of our life. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the very first homeowner in my family. You know, I, we grew up poor. My father used to send us to go to the butcher to get bones so we can make soup. We used to get sandwich handouts. The Catholic Church used to bring us boxes of food. I mean, it, 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 it was always a struggle, but you don't know that. You don't know that when you're surrounded with so much love mm. and aloha. You don't. And, and my community, now, John, returning back to um, the Hawaiian community never failed me. Well, they did maybe once or twice, but, <laughs> but, but family. Yeah, because they wouldn't teach me Hawaiian music. Really? I had to go. They, they, I, I asked uh, halal, and they go, no, you're not part of my family. You're not part of the halal, so we're not going to teach you. And I was young. You know, but, but, you know, these, but for the most part, they don't fail, they don't fail me. And, and I can now I can be a, uh, an example uh, for others so that they don't, we don't fail one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially during these times where everything, you know, is just going nuts. Yeah. So it, that was, um, so I hope that put it in perspective. I wrote a book about it in my memoirs. I, I'm, I have two books. I'm, my memoirs and a children's book because my kids don't listen to me. So I put the stories in the damn books. But anyway, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's the reason it's not like she didn't love Molokai. She calls it Molokai. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm torn because when I go Molokai, they don't call it Molokai. They call it Molokai. Yeah. So, so, so whatever mom wants to say, you know, I'm that that's fine. Um, but you know, when it comes to the music and the songs and, and, and that, I tell you, you guys, I mean, right now she get dementia too, but she remembers those songs, bro. That stuff, and that in Poke, that stuff be coming back. It, come, <laughs> it, it comes back like, like this. So, you know, tomorrow I'm going to make food for the retirement home and then give mom Poke. Nice. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but she go, you know, best birthday ever. So, you know, that's how. Make it work. I just want to ask because I know that, um, sorry, John, I know that they, um, a lot of people ask about the Japanese culture because uh, in Hawaii, we do all these things that people in Japan just don't do. Like we have mochi pounding things and, right. you know what I mean? We bring all these cultural things back and it's kind of like what you were talking about where we're not actually technically from there. So we right. attach ourselves to it so much more. Uh, and it's kind of, I guess, maybe like, you feel where you know technically you feel like a transplant so your your connection to it is is much stronger in in certain ways but it also means that you're in touch with almost an older style right that right that that um it doesn't mean that you're not evolving as an artist but it just means that your your strong connection is something from farther back which is really fascinating yeah um, it's it's you know it's like you know, I, I had this conversation with Ocean Kawili and um, uh, my cousin was also, his name is Mark Yim. So all these guys are all old school um, um, Peter Boone guys. Yeah. And I, I told Ocean, I go, I feel empty. And it's true. I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, John, but, you know, for me, there's an emptiness. Um, because I was, my job was to take care of Cyril Pahinui and Dennis Kamakai. That was my job. That was my job. And I took my job serious. And, um, you know, you, you can't let anything get past me. 
because they trusted me. They don't believe in contracts. I got to like mm-hmm. negotiate and hustle. And this is before they became, I mean, they're already famous, but there was a pocket, you guys. There was a pocket, 2000, 2005. Everybody was broke. We was getting $500 a gig. Come on now. These, and, then, and then what? 2010, 2012, now everybody wants to put them on the circuit. That's because that foundation, everything has the foundation. You got to build the foundation. It has to be a formula. T-shirt, poke, music, <laughs> right? And so with that foundation, um, yeah, I, 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 I keep saying I miss the sons. I miss, I'm, I miss Uncle Dennis. I miss her. I think of them every day. They live in my music. But man, that, talking about Father's Day and second father, when, when I needed a father, those two were always there. And they knew about my dad, but when I needed somebody, those two were always there. And especially Uncle Cyril too. I mean, because um, he would hear about my father from other people. So my father uh, was a was a, a mover and a shaker here. I say that my fame in the Bay Area comes from my parents. Uh, my father created uh, a lot of Hawaiian organizations, uh, so so that people or that moved here wouldn't feel. He he found that. People were just freaking out in the 70s and the 80s when they're coming over for college. He founded the Northern California Hawaiian Athletic Association, the um, Imua, um, Imua Civic Club, uh, one of the founders of the Kaimanu Canoe Club. I mean, this is like heavy stuff. So, you know, with this, I'm always, I was always surrounded. Nowadays, now, it's crazy. It's like, I can go into Lucky's or Safeway, you know, and, and you, you hear is. You know, but it, it was because halal people, it was because um, civics club people, it was because of all this goodness. I was surrounded by everything Hawaiian. That's that's how. So, you know, yeah, you look at me, right? I, you know, I, I, I can blend in. I'm pretty good at it, but I'm 100% Berkeley. You're not proud, but but my heritage is who I am. You know, I am, I am who I am, you know. Uh, Hawaiian, Filipino, Chinese, Irish, but you know, that's, that's just who I am. Hey guys. So at this point in time, we're going to, uh, we're going to say our thank yous to those who are tuning in on YouTube and, uh, and iTunes, and we're going to do our three album, um, desert Island question, You're gonna be on the- but we're going to take it off offline and, uh, that'll be on the Patreon. So if you want to hear Patrick's, uh, three album, desert Island, desert Island album, sorry. <laughs> We're gonna do it right after this. Patrick, thanks so much for uh, for tuning in or coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. You guys are good fun. I go make poke for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and smoked meat. I make smoked meat too. The smoked meat. Oh yeah. My barrel stay back there, so yeah, the smoked meat. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you're right. I don't sleep. And uh, Patrick, email me, and I'll put up the, the link to your wherever people can find you um, in the. Sounds good. Hey, mahalo, you guys. Honestly, it's uh, truly a blessing. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Okay.